listening to Psychology NCERT Class 11th and 12th with Dr. Kavita Bhargav. Welcome back to the next episode of Chapter 1 of Class 12th that is Variations in Psychological Attributes. Into this episode, we'll be discussing individual differences in intelligence, variations in intelligence, types of intelligence tests, some misuses of intelligence tests, culture and intelligence, emotional intelligence, special abilities, and creativity. You can expect answers to questions like Who developed Cognitive Assessment System CAS? What do you mean by cognitive assessment system? What do you mean by mental age? What is chronological age? What is intelligence quotient? What is mental retardation? What do you mean by adaptive behavior? Define culture. Define buddhi. What are the facets of intelligence in the Indian tradition? Define emotional intelligence. Define aptitude. Define creativity. Give examples of independent aptitude tests. What is DAT? Short questions that can be covered in this episode are To what extent is our intelligence the result of heredity? That is nature and environment. Nurture. Discuss. In the table given below, Find out the group of people who may be called intellectually gifted or mentally challenged. The table that goes is IQ range, second column has descriptive level and the third percentage in population. Above 130, descriptive level very superior, percent in population 2.2. 120 to 130 is the IQ range, descriptive level superior. Percent in population 6.7. 110 to 119 high average. Percent in population 16.1. 90 to 109 average 50.0. 80 to 89 low average. Percent in population 16.1. 70 to 79 borderline. Percent in population 6.7. Below 70, mentally challenged. 2.2 is the percent in population. So, out of this table, which group can be called intellectually gifted or mentally challenged? That's the question. The next question that can be expected to be answered in this episode is Point out important characteristics of gifted children. Next is What are the ill effects of intelligence testing by naive testers? What are the subsets under differential aptitude tests? Explain. Compare individual test and group test. Describe in brief performance test. What is its advantage? Long questions. All persons do not have the same intellectual capacity. How do individuals vary in their intellectual ability? Explain. Discuss creative tests. Now let's jump to the First concept of this episode, Individual Differences in Intelligence.
the evidence is fine that intelligence is nothing but an interplay of nature and nurture there were evidences for hereditary influences on intelligence mainly the studies were done on twins and adopted children the intelligence of identical twins that were reared together it correlated almost 0.90 twins separated early in childhood also show considerable similarity in their intellectual personality and behavioral characteristics so the intelligence test of identical twins reared in different environments correlated to 0.72 while those of fraternal twins reared together correlate almost 0.60 and those of brother and sisters reared together correlate about 0.50 while siblings reared apart correlate about 0.25 another evidences comes from studies where the adopted children's were studied it shows that children's intelligence is more similar to their biological rather than the adoptive parents but if we look at the environment and its role then the studies have reported that children when they grow in age their intelligence level tends to move closer to that of their adoptive parents so the previous few studies they showed that there is a evidence of hereditary in intelligence while the second types of studies they say that when the children are growing up then the adoptive parents intelligence is influencing the intelligence of people of children who are uh, grown up in different environments as compared to their biological siblings the studies from disadvantaged homes children who were adopted by families with higher social or socio economic status they were the ones who showed large increase in their intelligence scores if the environment is deprived of lower intelligence while rich nutrition good family background and quality schooling it increases the intelligence the psychologists finally have a common consciences that says that intelligence is a product of complex interaction of heredity that is the nature and environment which is nurture so heredity is something that sets the template for the things while the individual's development actually shapes the way he'll be more intelligent it is actually shaped by the support and opportunities of the environment now the second topic in individual differences in intelligence is called assessment of intelligence alfred binet and theodore simon in 1905 they made a very successful attempt to formally measure intelligence in 1908 they gave a scale and the concept of mental age mental age is represented by the two letters ma so mental age is a measure of a person's intellectual development relative to people of his or her age group if the mental age of a person is coming to 5 then that should suggest that ideally this child needs to show the performance levels as per the age of 5 years old while there is another concept called chronological age that's the biological age of a person right from the birth what is the present age if a child is a bright child then his mental age is more than his or her chronological age but for a dull child the mental age is below the chronological age retardation is also defined by binet and simon as two mental age years below the chronological age so if for example there is a child whose mental age is 
and the biological age is 10 then this child can be easily categorized as a mentally retarded person or a special child in 1912 william stern who was a german psychologist he devised the concept of intelligence quotient which is iq so iq refers to mental age divided by the chronological age and multiplied by the figure called 100 so iq is equals to ma upon ca into 100 why do we multiply it by 100 is just to avoid the decimal points that's all if mental age is more than the chronological age iq is more than 100 iq becomes less than 100 when the mental age is less than the chronological age for example a child who is 10 years old and has a mental age of 12 this child would have an iq of 120 how will it come 12 divided by 10 into 100 which is 120 while the same child with a mental age of 7 would have an iq of 70 that is 7 divided by 10 into 100 the average iq in the population is 100 irrespective of the age the iq scores we see them on a normal probability curve which is a bell-shaped curve so they are distributed in a sense that only few of the people are at the extremes while maximum people are in the center of it now let's see the descriptive levels so there is a normal probability curve given in your book so i'll share the screenshot of it in the facebook group so that you don't have to scroll the books time and again so let's see the classification and how we can actually predict what is the descriptive level of the person so the mean score is 100 people with iq scores in the range of 90 to 10 110 have a normal intelligence quotient those with below 70 they are suspected to have mental retardation while people who are above 130 they have the exceptional talents given by god almighty it is believed like that so if 130 above it is there then these are the people who are very superior and we can call them intellectually gifted people 120 to 130 is the superior okay type iq while below 70 is the mentally challenged so these two groups of intellectually gifted or mentally challenged or we can call them mentally retarded these two groups deviate considerably from the normal population in respect of their cognitive emotional as well as motivational characteristics variations of intelligence so the various variations that i'm going to talk about now from intelligence perspective is one intellectually deficiency or deficient the other is intellectual giftedness the children who show intellectual deficiency are termed as mentally challenged or mentally retarded as we just discussed in the previous key idea of this episode the american association on mental deficiency aamd views mental retardation as significantly sub-average general intellectual functioning existing concurrently with deficits in adaptive behavior and these are manifested during the developmental period so these are the key ideas under this section they are first point is they are significantly sub-average that means below 70 is the iq levels they are having deficits in adaptive behavior this means they cannot adapt easily to the normal routine behaviors and they are manifested during the developmental period which suggests till the age of 14 or below that 12 15 you can easily make out that the other person is falling in the category of mental retardation mostly we consider 0 to 18 years of age as the developmental period so below 18 if there is a person who has this uh, mental retardation or intellectual deficiency 
then you can easily make out you don't have to wait for the child to grow up beyond the age of 18 years of age so all those people who are categorized as mentally retarded they show significant variations in their abilities ranging from those who can be taught to work and function with special attention so those people who um, do not show normal uh, situations then we have inclusive education for them and there are other special schools also so with the proper guidance of a occupational therapist or a teacher or a shadow teacher trainer these people can actually be taught the different levels of retardation are categorized into four types the first one is mild retardation where the iq is 55 to 69 moderate iq levels or moderate retardation is when the iq levels are 40 to 54 severe retardation is 25 to 39 iq while profound retardation is below 25 iq level this only suggests that the development of these children will be little slower than the normal population of their age group they can easily hold mild task they can be um, made to work in any shops or uh, they can have their there are various uh, bags or you know you you call it in india we call them khadi stuff so they can prepare all of that easily just that their um, language and motor skills are little lagging behind they can be trained in self care skills and social and communication skills just a moderate supervision is required over them in ajmer in chachawas we have a very um, good school you can say rmkm something like that by shama shama ma'am so another uh, beautiful place where a lot of efforts are done on children who are intellectually deficient while at the other end is the intellectual giftedness so these are the children whose iq level is above 130 so the study of gifted individuals began in 1925 Louis Sturman was the one who followed the lives of 1500 intellectually gifted children and examined how intelligence was related to occupational success and life adjustment although the terms talent and giftedness are often used interchangeably they mean different things altogether giftedness is exceptional general ability shown in superior performance in a wide variety of area or areas while talent is a narrower term and refers to remarkable ability in specific field that is either spiritual or social aesthetic etc those who are highly talented are sometimes called the prodigies so those who are gifted will be gifted in almost all the areas they'll be performing exceptionally in all all the areas of life while people who have talent they they'll be talented in one thing or the other not in almost all the areas that's the difference between the two terms the teachers define uh, giftedness as a combination of three things high ability high creativity and high commitment in early stages itself the gifted children show their signs of intellectual superiority how is it seen or observed is during infancy and early childhood these are the children who will have larger attention span good recognition memory preference for novelty sensitivity to environmental changes and early appearance of language skills athletes who show superior psychomotor ability are also gifted ones each gifted student possesses different strengths and personalities as well as characteristics so if you have if you are a teacher and if you are listening to my podcast here today be very clear with the gifted children 
if your ways are not different than normal children here in the class the gifted children are the first one who will lose their interest in your class so you'll have to modify your teaching methodologies according to them for them they are quicker in almost everything so some important characteristics that intellectually gifted children show are advanced logical thinking questioning and problem solving behavior high speed in processing information superior generalization and discrimination ability advanced level of original and creative thinking high level of intrinsic motivation and self esteem independent and non conformist thinking preference for solidarity or solitary academic activities for long periods we can measure it by performance on the intelligence test and also by teachers judgment school achievement records parents interviews peer and self ratings etc or a combination of all this with intellectual assessment into the teaching programs um you need to include life enrichment programs that can sharpen these children's skill in productive thinking planning decision making and communication now let's understand the types of intelligence tests the first category is individual or group tests the individual test can be administered to only one person at a time while a group test is something that can be conducted or administered on a huge number of group as well individual test they require the test administrator to establish a very good rapport with the subject so that he can see to the feelings moods expressions during the test session while a group test does not uh, include all these individual tests allow people to answer orally or in a written form or manipulate objects as per testers instruction while a group test generally seek for written question answers usually in a multiple choice format like raven's progressive matrix it is a group test you don't need to study the uh, mood swings and the expressions of the other person the next is verbal nonverbal or performance test the name itself is clear the verbal test requires subjects to give verbal responses either orally or in a written form where the language will be concerned so verbal test can be administered to only and only literate people while the non verbal test they use pictures illustrations etc so these could be like example is raven's progressive matrices there is no language there you just have to see the pattern and check what will fix there so that's a non verbal test so even the people who are illiterate who do not know any um, a b c d or the education part of it even they can give this test while a performance test requires subjects to manipulate objects or other materials to perform a task like cohs block design test has a number of wooden blocks the subject is asked to arrange the blocks within a time period to produce a given design the advantage of block test or performance test is that it can be given to people of different cultures also the next category of test is culture fair or culture bias test there are certain tests which can be used only in the culture where it is developed like for americans the europeans for them an urban and middle class culture ethos is required hence middle class educated people even white subjects would be good enough who would perform well on those tests while the items do not respect the cultural perspective of asia and africa so there are certain tests which will be apt for only the western cultures and not for the asian and the african cultures while there are certain indian tests who use utilize the language of indians like hindi speaking families also these are called the indianized tests these days and uh, these are only apt for the indian population while there are certain tests which are culture fair tests 
or culturally appropriate tests so these do not discriminate between individuals belonging to various cultures the test items are constructed in a manner that they assess experiences common to all the cultures or have questions in which language usage is not required so non verbal and performance tests help reduce the cultural bias usually associated with the verbal test intelligence testing in india in india sm mohsen he was the first one who made the pioneering attempt in constructing an intelligence test in hindi the ncert has documented a number of indian tests into your books critical reviews of indian tests are published in the form of handbooks nlept has brought out the handbooks in the area of intelligence aptitude personality attitudes and interests so this table table 1.2 it shows um, some tests that are developed in india among these are bhatia battery of performance test which is most popular intelligence test so i'll put this table also in the facebook group so that um, you can easily remember two three test verbal test or performance test or test developed in india so there are various tests also that are created in urdu and punjabi standardized binet test ch rice has made an attempt for that mahala nobis he attempted to standardize binet's test in bengali there were attempts made by indian researchers to develop indian norms for some western test including raven's progressive matrices ways wais alexander's pass along test cube constructions and cos uh, block design long and mehta also prepared mental measurement handbook listing out 103 test of intelligence in india which are available in a number of languages the recent one is developed by uh, professor dwarka prasad so you can check that out also so the national library of educational and psychological test which is nlept at the national council of educational research and training they have documented these indian tests now let's talk about certain misuses of intelligence test if the testers are naive or uh, amateurs then the following ill effects can be there on intelligence testing poor performance on a test may attain or attach a stigma to children and therefore adversely affect their performance and self respect so imagine if uh, a person comes to someone who is not well trained in, in uh, testing and he announces or declares that a person is um, low iq level then there can be a huge trauma in the child so this can happen the test may invite discriminating practices from parents teachers and elders in the society if there is a child who is declared mentally retarded then the mal practices of discrimination can happen from everywhere around the child administering a test biased in favor of the middle class and higher class populations may underestimate the iq of children coming from disadvantaged section of the society this can be another ill effect intelligence tests do not capture creative potentials and practical side of intelligence so they also do not relate much to success in life intelligence test can be a potential factor for achievement in various phases of life but that doesn't conclude that you won't be successful in life so be careful about these four points and be assured whether a person who is doing your test is a trained psychologist who can analyze an individual's strengths and weaknesses or you are just going to a quack or an untrained one or an amateur one now let's understand culture and intelligence which is our next key idea intelligence helps individuals to adapt to the environment the cultural environment provides a context for intelligence to develop 
Now, Vygotsky, a Russian psychologist, argued that culture provides a social context in which people live, grow, and understand the world around them. For example, in less technologically developed societies, social and emotional skills in relating to people are valued more. While the society that is technologically advanced society, the personal achievement and founded on abilities of reasoning and judgment is considered to represent intelligence. So, in nowadays, what is happening? You know, with the arrival of WhatsApp, we have even forgotten to call people on their birthdays. When the mobile came in, we forgot to meet people. So, that's how the things are going. So, the more the technologically advanced the society is, the lesser the touch of emotions and social skills are. That's what Vygotsky kept saying since the beginning. So, culture is a collective system of customs, beliefs, attitudes and achievements in art and literature. So, the person's intelligence will always be tuned in the kind of cultural parameters he or she is living in. The unique factor of culture now finds some representations in the theories of intelligence. Sternberg said that contextual and practical intelligence implies that intelligence is a product of culture as we discussed it previously. So, Vygotsky also believed that cultures like individual culture have a life of their own. They grow and change and in the process specify what will be the end product of intellectual development. According to him, while elementary mental functions like crying, attending mother's voice, sensitivity to smells, walking and running, they all are universal. The manner in which higher mental functions are developed such as problem solving and thinking, they operate largely on the culture that, that is produced by you know the society that the child is living in. So, the basics will be there. But then beyond that, the higher mental skills will be influenced by the culture the person is living in. If the person is living in a technologically advanced society, then the child rearing practices foster skills of generalization and abstraction speed, minimal moves and mental manipulation among children. So, these societies promote a type of behavior which can be called technological intelligence. In these society, people are well versed in skills of attention, observation, analysis, performance, speed and achievement orientation. When we were talking about the Western cultures, they majorly focus upon this area of intelligence. While technological intelligence is not so valued in many Asian and African societies, in addition to cognitive competence that is very specific to individuals, the non-Western cultures or the technologically backward societies, they look for skills to relate to others in the society. So, some non-Western societies value self-reflection and collectivistic orientation as opposed to personal achievement and individualistic orientation. Intelligence in the Indian tradition that is termed as intrigal intelligence. It comes from the Sanskrit word called buddhi, which is often used to represent intelligence is far more pervasive in scope than the Western concept of intelligence. So, buddhi as per J.P. Das, it includes skills like mental effort, determined actions, feelings, opinions along with cognitive competence such as knowledge, discrimination and understanding. Among all the other things, buddhi is the knowledge of one's own self based on conscience will and desire. So, we can say that buddhi has both affective as well as motivational concepts or components besides a strong cognitive component. So, let's sum it up into three capacities that buddhi has. The cognitive capacity, social competence, emotional competence and the last one is entrepreneurial competence. 
cognitive capacity is when you are sensitive to context understanding discrimination problem solving and effective communication while social competence talks about respect for social order commitment to elders the young and the needy concern about others recognizing others perspective emotional competence is about self regulation and self monitoring of emotions honesty politeness good conduct and self evaluation the entrepreneurial competence talks about commitment persistence patience hard work vigilance and goal directed behaviors the next key idea is emotional intelligence emotional intelligence is a set of skills that underlie accurate appraisal expression and regulation of emotions it is the feeling side of intelligence iq make sure that you have a very good scholastic record while eq or emotional intelligence make sure that you are that you are emotionally sensitive to other people that you lead a happy life which is a life which is full of sensitivity to your own emotions as well as the emotions of others around you so salvole and mayer they considered emotional intelligence as the ability to monitor one's own and others emotions to discriminate among them and to use the information to guide one's thinking and actions so eq or the emotional quotient is used to express emotional intelligence in the same way as iq is used to express intelligence if we make it simpler then emotional intelligence is the ability to process emotional information accurately and efficiently if you are emotionally intelligent then you would know what are the challenges of the other people if you are a teacher you would know that which student is internally feeling what and how is the stress and challenges affecting him or her from the outside world there are various programs that are aimed to increasing so students emotional intelligence they are beneficial for their academic achievements as well the characteristics of emotionally intelligent persons so people with high eq or high intelligence emotionally intelligent are people who can perceive and be sensitive to your feelings and emotions they perceive and be sensitive to various types of emotions in others by noting their body language voice and tone and facial expressions they relate your emotions to your thoughts so that you take them into account while solving problems and taking decisions understand the powerful influence of the nature and intensity of your emotions control and regulate your emotions and their expressions while dealing with self and others to achieve harmony and peace the next key idea is special abilities under this the first concept is aptitude nature and measurement aptitude is a combination of characteristics that indicates an individual's capacity to acquire some specific knowledge or skill after training if in my aptitude i can see that when i grow up i'll be a very good engineer or a doctor or i am having the empathetic skills so i am good for the psychologist role or counselor role then i would be requiring trainings into these three four areas that i just mentioned so but before that the aptitude test okay if there is this aptitude in a person if we train him in this direction then this person will be a will tend to be a good person in that particular field so some people are good in solving the maths problems some can be good at dancing some can be good at social studies 
so these are specific abilities of your classmates probably in the same class but they have certain different skills certain different aptitudes the second is interest interest is a preference for a particular activity while aptitude is the potential to perform that activity but interest shows whether you will be preferring that particular thing or not like you can have an aptitude of um, you can say um, be a mathematician but does your interest say that okay i want to be a mathematician or is it talking about being a biologist or an engineer that needs to be cleared and this we can clear by understanding the interest or the preferences of the person for example a student with high mechanical aptitude and strong interest in engineering is more likely to be a successful mechanical engineer aptitude tests are available in two forms independent which is the specialized aptitude test and multiple that is generalized aptitude test so you know there is a very famous test called dat and the other one is the gatb general aptitude test battery another one is armed services vocational and aptitude battery asvab these are well known aptitude test so generally what do we measure in aptitude is clerical aptitude mechanical aptitude numerical aptitude and typing aptitude these are called the independent aptitude test while multiple aptitude tests they exist in the form of a test battery which has a number of individual homogeneous areas or the test that can be measured one of the most famous one is dat which measures eight independent subtests which are those tests verbal reasoning numerical reasoning abstract reasoning clerical speed and accuracy mechanical reasoning spatial relations spellings and language usage jm ojha he has developed an indian adaptation of dat there are a number of tests in india that have been developed for measuring scientific scholastic literary clerical and teaching aptitudes now let's talk about creativity our next key idea of this episode so creativity we all have come across so many poets the dancers the painters the chemical process uh, innovations in law and certain breakthrough in various diseases all this has to do with the creativity concepts we are aware of creative persons like tagore einstein cv raman ramanujan who have outstanding contributions in different spheres of life an ordinary individual who is engaged in simple occupations like pottery carpentry cooking can also be creative but that doesn't mean that person has to be having a very high intellectual level scientists and writers are also very creative i know of many bankers who are actually very good in gardening so this is again creativity research literature it suggests that children begin to develop their imagination during early years of childhood but they express creativity mostly through physical activities and non verbal ways when the language and intellectual functioning is developed then creativity is expressed through verbal modes as well i'm sure most of you have uh, started you know or in your life you have attempted to write certain um, poetry or um, quotations all this is creativity verbal creativity while you may have certain cousins who are very good at drawing and painting i have a cousin of mine who is very good at uh, decoupe work that's another uh, amazing thing and her child is you know just 4 uh, 5 years old and he has uh, amazing artwork amazing painting although no amount of training can transform an average person to the level of tagore or shakespeare but it is also true that every individual can raise the level of creative potential beyond the present level so we can always increase it creativity and intelligence 
So Terman in 1920s he found that people with high IQ were not necessarily creative. At the same time, creative ideas could come from persons who did not have a very high IQ. So they are not related. It's not proportional. Like if you are having high IQ, then only you have to be creative. No, nothing like that. Researchers have also found that both high and low level of creativity can be found in highly intelligent children and also children of average intelligence. But it is not necessary that intelligent ones, in the conventional sense, must be creative. So intelligence, therefore, by itself, does not ensure your creativity. Most of the creativity tests are open-ended. Like if I give you a circle and I ask you to draw ten figures out of that circle, then you would know. In one, you'll put a different face. One person can add on uh, leaves to that circle. The other one uh, will make it a cycle tire. You can also make it a coin. So you know, I give you one circle and rest everything is open-ended. I give you two bricks. Then what all could be the uses of bricks that you can do? Like you know, you can construct a house in with those two bricks. You can um, create a wall with those two bricks. You can mash the brick and then use it as um, the gearu to paint the pots. You can also, you know, make shoes out of those bricks. So that's all up to you. What all can you do with that particular thing? These are all open-ended tests which measure your creativity. So creativity involves your own imaginary world, your own imaginations, and the way you express all this in the original ways. So creativity tests are. the tests that have divergent thinking and assess your ability to produce variety of ideas ideas that are unique of the beat track ability to see new relationships between seemingly unrelated things it also analyzes your ability to guess causes and consequences ability to put things in a new context these all are contrary to the intelligence test which are mostly convergent thinking types so people has to think to the right solution for a problem and focus on the assessing abilities such as memory logical reasoning accuracy perception or perceptual skills and clear thinking so in intelligence test there is very less scope of expression of spontaneity originality and imagination so there are various tests that have been developed by gilford torrens khatena wallach and kogan paramesh bakar mehdi and passi each test has a standardized procedure and a complete set of manual and interpretation guide is available but yes as we know extensive training in administration and interpretation of the test scores are required in this type of test also so with this we finish our chapter 1 let me give you a quick recap for it in this episode we talked about um, nature and nurture nature is genes nurture is environment so intelligence is a product of complex interaction of heredity and environment heredity sets the limit while environment actually develops or shaped the environmental support assessment of intelligence mostly by binet and simon in 1905 they gave the assessment of intelligence in 1908 mental age and chronological age concept was given retardation is two mental age years below the chronological age In 1912, William Stern gave the concept of IQ. The formula for IQ is IQ is equals to MA upon CA into 100. Average IQ is 100. Intelligence lies on a normal curve. Variations of intelligence. There are two types of variations: the intellectual deficiency, which is the mental retardation; the other is intellectual giftedness. AAMD talks about mental retardation, while Terman in 1925 talked about intellectual giftedness. 
intellectual deficiency significant sub average intellectual functioning where the iq is below 70 while intellectually gifted children they have iq above 130 intellectually deficit people shows deficits in adaptive behavior intellectually gifted have exceptional general abilities in almost all the spheres of their life intellectual deficiency can be um, seen during the developmental periods 0 to 18 years of age there are four types of intellectual deficiency which is mental retardation mild moderate severe and profound intellectual giftedness is different from talent talent is a special ability in a specific field there are prodigies who have exceptional talents in one particular field like sachin tendulkar is a prodigy in cricket characteristics of intellectual giftedness is discussed in the episode itself how do you identify gifted children through performance on intelligence test when their iq levels are above 130 teachers judgment school achievement records parents interview peer and self ratings also can identify intellectual gifted children types of intelligence test there are three clusters of it individual versus group test verbal non verbal versus performance test culture fair versus culture biased test culture and intelligence i talked about vygotsky who specified the technological intelligence and also about the asian african societies which are non technological societies in indian tradition intelligence is called the integral intelligence often called as buddhi as given by jp das it says that buddhi is something that shows one's intelligence through knowledge of conscience one's will and desires it has four competence cognitive competence social competence emotional competence and entrepreneurial competence to it emotional intelligence the concept was given by salvole and mayer it is the ability to process emo- emotional information accurately and efficiently under special abilities i talked about aptitude and interest intelligence versus aptitude intelligence is the general mental ability while aptitude is something which assess special ability in a particular field of activity assessment of aptitude can be done by independent test and multiple aptitude test independent tests are specialized they have test of scientific knowledge aptitude while multiple aptitude tests are generalized test batteries dat gatb asvab are some of the multiple aptitude tests dat measures eight independent subtests verbal reasoning numerical reasoning abstract reasoning clerical speed and accuracy mechanical reasoning space relations spelling and language usage jm ocha he gave the indian adaptation of dat creativity is adding new dimension to already existing information creativity is also both the product of heredity as well as environment termen in 1920 he worked upon creativity and intelligence the creativity test versus intelligence test creativity tests are open ended while intelligence tests have no scope of expression of original imaginative ideas creativity tests have no specific answers everything is right there while in intelligence test it measures abilities like memory logical reasoning clear thinking and perceptual ability hence specific answers are required creativity test have divergent thinking while intelligence test have a convergent thinking famous psychological test of creativity are given by gilford torrance valich and cogan with this we finish chapter number 1 variations in psychological attributes if you like this episode and if you like my podcast please share with your friends and family you don't know when you can do good by sharing the knowledge i'll see you soon with the next 
chapter of class 12 this is your trainer for psychology ncert dr kavita bhargav a practicing clinical hypnotherapist and a trainer for clinical hypnotherapy signing off follow me on to the facebook group the link for the group is mentioned in the description of this episode you can also follow me on instagram by the same name dr kavita bhargav that's my instagram handle i'll see you soon till then stay safe stay inside your homes happy learning happy healing sayonara